you so much for joining me again for this week's episode of Embarrassing Me, a podcast that celebrates and shares embarrassing stories. I can't wait to have you hear this week's listener-submitted stories. It's going to be a good one. If you think of your own stories while you're listening, please email me. I would love to hear your story. Um, The email address is embarrassingmepodcast at gmail.com. So for now, sit down, listen in, dance around, and listen to some super awesome embarrassing stories. This story is called Being Seen. At the time, we lived in a rural spot with only six houses, dead-end street. Unless you were passing by, you didn't tend to stop in. My husband and I got a brief afternoon moment to get busy while our son was at daycare. Perfect! We slipped down to our recently finished basement and got right to work. As if we were still teenagers sneaking around... My husband points out mid-moment, you know, we don't have curtains down here. Not that he had any intentions of stopping. I told him, who cares? No one will come by. A few minutes had passed, both enjoying ourselves. We froze. We could see feet in the basement window, meaning someone had been at our front door. That wrapped up the moment quickly. We found clothes and ran upstairs to see my sister-in-law's vehicle down the road. Giving her a quick call, no answer. I call again, no answer. She's clearly heading home now. A few minutes later, I get a call back. Just thought I'd pop in and see how your son is liking the new daycare. I reply, oh good, we haven't picked him up yet. Later that night, I head down into town for groceries. But I figured I'd stop by my sister-in-law's for a quick drink as she only lives a road away from the store. I walk into the backyard, tell her sorry I missed her. She says, hey, it's okay, and announced to my brother-in-law that she thought she ruined them getting a new niece or nephew. I was mortified and then laughed. I asked how long she stood there. She said probably five minutes or so. Then I clued in, figured I should go. Moral of the story, buy curtains. This story is called Thong Song. When I was about 14, you know, that age where you're starting to become a woman and understanding your sexuality and everything, I got my first ever thong. It was a typical Sunday afternoon where my older brother had his friends over in the afternoon and I had a crush on, well, pretty much all of them, and I was feeling pretty amazing in my thong and thinking I looked pretty hot. My younger brother was at that super annoying 11-year-old stage where he wanted to impress the bigger boys. So, as I was standing next to the table with all these boys, my little brother walked around behind me and pulled down my pants, revealing me in nothing but my thong. I was mortified. (coughs) This story's called New Car. When we first bought our van, we drove it to my husband's parents' house, and my husband Josh, being the car guy that he was, is going through all the features of the van. The cigarette lighter had a picture of what was I think supposed to be one of those charger ports that you can plug in, but it looked oddly like a key. So Josh curiously says, what does this do? 
and sticks a key in it and zapped himself. <laughs> this story's called The Coffee Can. Traveler's diarrhea is a real condition, and when you're driving long distances, there's something about the vibration of the vehicle shaking the coffee you drink along the way that makes it worse. Here's the scenario. My granddad was a long-haul truck driver for many years. Many times, my grandmother would go with him for a week at a time, just to get out of the house and have a chance to spend some time with him, since he was gone a lot. On one particular trip, they were heading down the interstate and in the middle of nowhere, no truck stops, no bigger towns. And that's when the coffee swished, the truck shook, and a rumble happened that my grandma knew wasn't going to be very good. And she knew she couldn't hold it. Because the truck had a sleeper cab, it meant there were some bare essentials. A coffee maker, TV, a small refrigerator, and the bed. At that moment, my grandmother knew she had to act fast. My safety-conscious grandmother, who, when we were kids, would buckle me in the back seat of a car and pull the belt so tight you couldn't breathe, and who worried about everything, threw off her seatbelt, jumped between the seats, grabbed a Folgers coffee can, and threw off the lid. She slammed it on the ground and squatted over it and let it all go. When she was done, she used some old napkins to clean up and put the lid on. That can got tossed at the next gas station. And I'm sure they drove the whole way there with the windows down. My grandmother was embarrassed, all right, but not so embarrassed that we couldn't have a good laugh picturing her doing all this cramp between the seats while my grandpa pulled his 50-foot trailer down the interstate at 75 miles an hour. This story's called A Close Call. One time, a group of us were driving to Toronto to attend a Toronto FC game. It was my husband's 30th birthday, and we rented a 12-seater van for the event. We were enjoying some drinks on the way into the city, and as you can imagine, the traffic picked up as we got closer to the stadium. My bladder was starting to feel all the drinks at this point, too, and then traffic stopped. We weren't sure when it would get moving, but all the stop and go leading up to this didn't help my case. It's getting to the point that I'm rocking in my seat and I'm tearing up. It's a feeling you have to experience to understand. My in-laws were also in the van with us, and my mother-in-law emptied her cooler bag and said, Pee in here, which at this point I was very much considering. But I was in too deep and afraid to move or I'd pee myself. I had no backup clothing if this happens, and we were meeting another 15 people there. Finally, traffic starts moving, and once we see some shrubs, I decide to lunge out of the van and pee behind the shrub. I couldn't risk going fully into the flower bed without leaking, tears streaming down my face, and right in front of the van, in broad daylight, it was on slope pavement that I was peeing, and the stream wouldn't stop. I think it was the longest pee I ever took, and I had an audience of backed-up traffic. My outfit suffered no damages, but my ego sure did. Lesson learned, don't drink in places without solid washroom plans. This story is called Iceberg. Years ago, there was a group of us flying to Cuba, and someone in our group comments, Wow, look at the water. It's so clear you can see the coral. 
Stupid me chimes in. Those are icebergs, you fool. Now, I was the fool, as I doubt there's any icebergs off the coast of Florida. Apparently, I need to go back to school and retake geography. Yay! This story is called A Slight Breeze. I was new to Canada and got a great job working at the same company as my husband, doing mostly filing in the office. My husband usually left for work early, and I would take the bus later in the morning. I like to spend extra time picking out my clothes and doing my hair and makeup. One morning, I was more tired than usual, and I hit the snooze button too many times. By the time I woke up, I had to rush, get ready to leave, and leave for the bus. It was a cool fall day, so I threw a coat on and ran out the door. When I got to work... I made it just in time, with two minutes to spare. I went to put my coat in the closet before reception and noticed that I had forgot my dress. I was standing there in stockings and a white slipped. I screamed and threw the coat on again. I told my manager I had an emergency and I left. I was in such a hurry that day that I forgot to put a dress on and I hadn't even noticed until I got to work. (laughs) (laughs) this story is called the human slushy grade three started off as a scary year i had only started at the school i was attending in grade two and made great friends and had a wonderful teacher but we all knew there were only two options for grade three a very select few of us would go into mrs martin's class for a two three split or mrs porter for a straight grade three Here's the thing. Mrs. Martin started teaching when my dad was in school. In fact, at the same school I was attending. She had experienced and had seen it all and was not shocked or surprised by anything. Mrs. Porter had the same experience level, but rumor at the school, and we witnessed it as wide-eyed second graders at school assemblies, was that she was strict, expected perfection, and would scare you into learning. Unlucky for me and most of my friends, we got Mrs. Porter. But while she was a stricter teacher, she was much more friendly than we expected and we grew to love her. But it was in the year in Mrs. Porter's class that I had the most embarrassing moment of my elementary life. The school was exactly six and a half blocks from my grandma's house. We walked each day, my sister and I, but we were dawdlers. Our friends would be walking home with no expectations and could have fun and play along the way, but not us. My dad picked us up from my grandma's every day after work, and there were a few too many times where he would get there and we weren't home yet. And so we were told if we weren't home before 3.50, after school got out at 3.30, we were in deep trouble. Fast forward to one winter day. We had quite a bit of snow, but the weather had warmed and the snow had started to melt. The sidewalks were great for walking when it was freezing. The sidewalk plow would clear them and you'd have nice, crunchy, compact snow to walk on. But there was still that compact layer of snow. When it warmed up, it would turn to slush. My sister and I were late and we were following a grade six girl I had a crush on at the time. Embarrassing enough, I know. When we realized the time, we realized we had to make a run for it. 
And running in slush usually means running a bit and then pushing yourself and sliding more than running. Except you don't realize how big the puddles are or how unbalanced you are. There, with Grandma's house on the busiest road in town and my crush in front of us, we started bolting for the house. And I realized at that moment just how badly I had to go to the bathroom. Like, I mean, really go. So we bolted faster, thinking I could make it, and that's when I lost my footing. I tripped and jolted forward, and like a bowling ball, slid forward face first through the slush and through the biggest puddle I've ever seen. I stood up, covered head to toe in slush. And that's when embarrassing moment one happened. I stood there in shock from my fall and freezing cold and felt a warm liquid run down my leg under my snow pants and stood there as the older girls caught up and then walked past, snickering. We got home and my grandmother couldn't believe the state of me, more so when I told her I had needed the bathroom and had managed to pee my pants. I undressed and she went looking for something for me to wear while she washed and dried my clothing. But it had been a long time since she had kids, so while my brother and sister sat watching Darkwing Duck, I dressed and came into the living room wearing my grandpa's t-shirt that looked like a nightgown and a pair of my grandma's pink underwear that she had bunched up and held with a clothespin. My siblings still think it's funny, but I never forget the embarrassment of wearing clothespinned granny panties while waiting to warm up and my slush-covered urine-soaked clothes to dry. Thank you so much for joining me again today for this episode of Embarrassing Me. I'm so happy that people are enjoying this podcast. I'm really having a great time uh, making it and hearing all of these funny stories and embarrassing stories. If you have an embarrassing story to share, please email me at embarrassingmepodcast at gmail.com. You can also check me out on Instagram. My name there is embarrassing.me. You can send me a message or just check out the different uh, pictures that I share there. Uh, If you're interested in being a special guest on the podcast, I would love to hear from you as well. Either way, uh, by email or Instagram message. Next week, uh, we do have special guests, so make sure that you are listening for that. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. Stay embarrassing and have a wonderful time.